Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 Platinum Jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Welcome back to TVI. Carl here. Julian here. Um, this is one of two episodes that are out this week. Um, it's sort of a special episode in that it's not uh, a comedy guest. You know, every I think every guest we've ever had has been a stand-up comedian, haven't they? Exactly. So Tony's always been a comedy character. Yes, we've got somebody you know, who in a, is a, in a funny good man. But he's a he's, character from the manor where I grew up. Yeah, East Greenwich sides. He's uh, an old friend of Julian's from the old days, but he's gone on to some notoriety. He's from the ends, mate. He's got a book out uh, this Christmas. Um, and basically his name's Tony Sales, and he's a very interesting, funny guy who found himself mixed up in a life of crime. Um, fraud. He's on the big, he, was, he was at one point listed as one of the biggest fraudsters in the country. So, and he's now put it all behind him, and he uh, he actually works on the other side of things. He's a fucking rosa, mate. No, he's not. He's a, <laughs> he, uh, no, he, he has, he has a, 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 a... He's now an advisor on fraud to, to like companies and the police and everything. So he stays abreast of how things are working. It's well interesting. This we have a right laugh, but what I think is really good about this episode, I, it's the only episode I think ever we've done that people can actually take away some genuine Any life help tips from at all. <laughs> I'd argue with the least helpful podcast out there, you will not come away with any positive life advice. <laughs> if anything, you'll like, you'll come away with more things to sort of you know to watch out to for. hate in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, at the end, we actually go through with Tony a list of uh, tips from him about how you can protect yourself against fraud. And uh, it's really fun. It's really, Juiceful, really interesting. I've, I've took zero advice, oh, yeah, yeah. though. I've, um, <laughs> I, 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 when he was telling me, I was so like, doing like, that, doing that, pass- doing that. All my passwords are still one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> and password. <laughs> Julian password one two three four. <laughs> My pin number's still one two three four. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's basically you'll just it's you'll enjoy this episode because it's not just fun, but you can actually learn stuff from it, which as we learn as well. So kick back. Thanks to all our Relax. patrons for supporting us. Sign up patreon dot com forward slash we are tvi. We are tvi. For the videos. Uh, videos of all the podcasts. You get probably six to eight extra uh, like mini episodes a month. Um, we're Actually now we're sorting out some merch. We're in the process of getting that sorted. There'll be a Christmas special. I think we're going to do two Christmas specials. One here, one for there uh, as well. Like an extra one. But, you know, it's good stuff coming up. But, but in the meantime, don't worry about that. You're in for a treat. Listen to us chat to Tony Sales. Welcome back to TVI Podcast. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean. 
Um, and we're joined by um, it's one of the rarest things we do. It's not it's a not a non comedy guest. Um, we've got, and it's not just we've not gone. Oh, it's not a comedian. He is comedy gone, though. But we've got yeah. We've not thought. Let's get a comedy actor or somebody who's involved in the world of comedy. We've gone quite far off piece. For <laughs> <laughs> somebody once dubbed the biggest con man in the UK, <laughs> um, Tony Sales. Hello, how you doing, mate? So you, it turns out you basically you and Julian are uh, acquaintances. First, first time I first time I met you actually, Tony. I was a I was eight, right? And I was walking back from primary school. Oh, no. And you were smoking. <laughs> yeah. And I said to you, smoking's bad for you. You went, no, it's good for you. And I, I thought, I walked off thinking, is it? But I didn't. <laughs> I was like, is it good Confidence for you? Confidence. You need to say <laughs> things with. But you, you was trying to sell me. Were you both pr- eight? Were you both the same age? No, no he's I'm, old, yeah, older I'm a than years me. Older yeah. than you. I'm 46, so, Julian. Nah, so, so what, uh, so what, so what age did you start smoking? <laughs> yeah, of course you are. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, you were trying to sell me some uh, trick nuts off of your bike. <laughs> oh yeah, of my little bike scabs. I actually wrote about that in the book about all my little bike scabs. It's quite funny. Um, <laughs> well, um, so it's basically, I suppose, like because normally we have comedians on. Like, our, our listeners might know a bit about them or they've seen them. But for mm. you, I suppose we have to have a quick biog of like, you know, you have you were you were somebody who was involved in the criminal underworld of. <laughs> um, what's the word fraud i suppose fraud's the actual technical crime in it yeah now yeah. you actually talk about it and you uh, are involved in the other side of it um so what what age did you start were you did you start being a bit naughty um well i was lowered three into, years old yeah seven years old i was kind of lowered into a pub you know to go and open the front door oh, and really? uh <laughs> that kind of just kicked off a criminal <laughs> You know, obsession that would last well into yeah. my 30s. I could say um, that might have some effect on your, yeah. your uh, development. Yeah, definitely. But I, I mean, you know, I, I, well, I've been branded Britain's greatest fools by the press, but it's not something I'm proud of, obviously, you know, but it, it puts bums on seats in the industry that I work in now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I realised that there was victims to it and got it wrong. Like, just like I said to Julian, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. smoking's good for you. You know, I'm socially engineering him because I want to say now, yeah, he's like, still vaping. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's got asthma. Sorry, <laughs> it's my fault. You ain't seeing me, Julian. It's never going to happen. <laughs> um, so that was, so what was like, what was the, what's the, what was the development of like, it was that, and then how did it then go on to like escalate into like you actually committing fraud? Well, I suppose in the area, I mean, if you, you know, we was just a wayward little crew that were always... Round the manor. Yeah, we was round the manor, just like kind of, you know, we was always naughty round the manor, as Julian would tell you. I was was always breaking into a car or I was jumping off of cranes down at the Wimpy Asheville or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just off key. We would just do mad stuff. And I climbed on top of a power station once and was doing the running man on the wall. (laughs) It's about, about, I mean, you're you're dead. You're dead. It's high up. But, you know, I've done off of that and swam across the Thames when I was a kid as well. Like, oh, yeah. doing those things. Because we was just we was just like that. We was just those kids adventurous, I suppose. Um, Wimpy, Wimpy Asphalt was wicked down there, though, wasn't it? Great fun. We had a proper laugh down there. You could just, you know, all, climb up all these sand dunes and great big piles of stones and just launch yourself off. <laughs> um, we were talking... There'd always be a stolen motorbike down there that everyone would just be having turns on. <laughs> Uh, we, we were talking to uh, Brennan Reese on the last uh, episode about that thing now, because I've just recently become a dad and I'm constantly now paranoid, like, 
about anything like anything that might hurt the baby i'm so scared of like and like and then my wife said a really wise thing to me she said look at all the times when you were a kid where you almost died just doing dumb shit yeah. you survive you're fine she yeah. said your she is going to go through this as a kid she's going to get into naughty scrapes and all that you've got to take you can't worry about it all because like yeah like, i mean there were kids that did die i mean, I mean it does happen <laughs> i'm not yeah. saying it's out of the ordinary but like in terms yeah. of the majority don't like like we were talking about things we've done where we we should have you know climbing off bloody about hotel balconies and things being pissed when you're mm. 18 and it is like you think back to when you're a kid like you think you were bulletproof and actually you basically just swerved a lot of dangerous scenarios yeah and that's what happens with crime you just end up keep doing it into your adulthood you know you're more you still keep staying you're willing to take risks that most people won't and you kind of you know i ended up in a big crew doing lots of different types of scams for an organization of criminality there's what was no the sort of scams because like you know it's i think when you say scams people don't really i think nowadays people think it's all online and stuff it's obviously wants you to re- retrain as a scammer <laughs> you know comedy's currently on hold because of lockdowns so i'm looking yeah. to train <laughs> um i mean so uh, online stuff now is all about phishing yeah and ransomware attacks yeah that's where the real serious organized criminals go how, you might... how many people fall for those like what when you say phishing i mean obviously it's a big there's a that's a spectrum in it it's mm. it's getting an email from like hello i am a nigerian prince and there's exactly. that's probably goes right up to like genuine then ones where it says like they're not Amazon real are... those ones <laughs> so so well but they're they're like, the ones that are like your amazon account's been hacked but you know they're designed to catch people out right that can't read properly or right. a bit of greed or it just it's all those all those Julia. <laughs> It's yeah. Julian, right? yeah, they're deliberately there to trigger those emotions, right? <laughs> and uh, that's why you get rubbish ones and you get really good ones. So right. email and ransomware attacks happen in all different ways. Uh, if I target either of you, you can't beat me. I win. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing you can <laughs> do about it. I win because I bet neither of you have changed your password routers. So there you go. It's game over. Don't even know what yeah? that means. So I'm straight my, pass- <laughs> my password's always Julian Dean eighty. I mean, and I keep, do and not I keep say that, that on air, Julian. I keep Definitely that under not. wraps. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Never. Um, I did. I for years. I did actually. Do you know, I, I did change my password to cut about a few years ago. What did you change it to? And I'm not saying I actually changed it to something that involved the weird characters and all that shit that he kept saying. For years, my passwords were so... I just picked them because I thought they're so easy to remember for me, but I realised for a hacker, they would be just easy pickings. It was yeah. literally like... It involved like my my initials. I was like, are you fucking mad? It's but like it, when they say your password's weak and then like the security question is, what's your nan's name or where were you born or something really <laughs> simple? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, so yeah, so I suppose that's the, that's the modern terms. But if you you would have predated like online scams, yeah. so what sort of ones were you like? What was what was your what was the main ones that were kicking about back? You know, in uh, I was more into things days. like mortgage fraud. Ooh. Um, like high level. You know, I I I rose up the ranks to be able to get to do mortgage fraud. Right, so I start. Just what was, doing... so what's what would be the ladder there? How do you develop? What would be the early ones that could you were a runner at well, do you, do you, do you remember the, the, do you remember that petrol garage next to you? Yeah, you remember? Yeah, um, me and me and Georgia. Um, oh, fuck, it done. I forget his surname. You know him, but oh, yeah, like, it's not, yeah. it's not, me yeah, and yeah. me and him when mate, we were thirteen. Um, 
in the minute because it was 24 hour wasn't it yeah yeah <laughs> we put we fucking tr- um <laughs> oh, and no. you, but you couldn't go in the shop like you had to you know where you pay for <laughs> yeah, the card through the we had some wrist with a stocking on your head <laughs> we had we put stockings on our head and the guy just knew me anyway so it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> we were half playing a bit but it was like it was funny, funny man yeah but, but what used did you... to be, years ago they used to do green shield stamps in there yeah and um they used to have like argos premier points cards so I met a guy from Greenwich who knew how to put credit card information on the back of those little cards, Ooh. Premier Point cards. And so I knew loads of people in shops. I'd just go around to the shops and say, swipe this through. We'd get a bit of cash back. They'd swipe it through for 100 quid, give me 50 quid. And then uh, it just kind of snowballed. I then bought my own machines to get my own numbers. Um, when uh, Up the Creek was 302, I... Uh, I remember I saw... that it was under 18's nightclub, nightclub yeah. the comedy club. Now we, me and Cole yeah, yeah. play it, yeah. But yeah, so one of the girls that worked in there, she actually had a job uptown uh, in a deli, and I, I kind of got talking to her, gave her a grab bar, and she went in and worked in a shop, and got me a load of credit card information Fuck. on day one, and that kind of set me on my way. But I kind of dipped in and out of crime for ages, like always i'd get a load of money and then i'd want to be straight and i'd just go and live this straight life um just trying to be normal you know fit into society selling drugs or something like legit yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah just kind of yeah up in my just got, well, i actually went and got and went and worked in curries um but, <laughs> but Man, rich pickings for getting those credit card details your side project on the go at the it, same time exactly and that's <laughs> like you learn the internal stuff then and you learn about the finances and how it all works and then it just snowballed and just went up the ladder you know? so after yeah. credit cards how, how many is there other things you do in between that and mortgage yeah so so i mean i ripped off like um i've done a couple of criminals once let me just plug my laptop in because it's uh been traveling everywhere um i'm actually not on lockdown which is great (laughs) where are you now uh i'm actually at home but i've only just walked through the door because julian's last minute.com and all that um (laughs) 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 um so i mean yeah, I, I ripped off some other criminals. I, I, I would, I had a guy that could get moody watches. Yeah, um, and I figured out that in one particular jewelers, you could go in and ask him for a credit agreement, print out. So it would just be like what the finance would look like on a certain watch, and how much you would pay. And but it looked like an actual receipt. Yeah. So I just kind of would go and find the watch that I could get a receipt for in the shop window, pair them all up, and. Um, and then go and sell them to people. And I, I mean, I've done one guy for 150 grand's worth once. Oh my God. Um, but so I, it was only hundred grand's worth of watches, but he threatened to kill my mum. So he found out months later. So I tucked him up with a, with like hundred grand's worth of watches. I've done him for a month for 10 grand a week first. Watches, yeah. The guy that I know works in the jewelers, he's going to have it off. He's just going to nick them. Do you want all of them? Yeah, you can have all of them for 50 grand. <laughs> gave him, gave him all oh, the stuff. He never saw me. I'd done it all over the phone and just used a runner to go and do the stuff, right? So, um, but the runner that I used was my brother in law. And so when Christmas comes and goes, the birthdays come and go, sitting there, money's all gone now. Yeah, like oh, um, my phone rings and it's my little sister. And she's like, this guy has just come to the house. Um, you better, uh, you better, you better call the number. Um, so he'd been round to my sister's, beating up my brother-in-law, smashed the, the granny out of my brother-in-law to find out who I was. 
he'd then given my mum's address oh, and the guy no. had gone to my mum, showed up at my mum's and uh, he just said to me, when I rang him, he just said, you've got 24 hours, son, to bring the money back, otherwise I'm going to kill your mum. Oh my God. That's, that's, that's... So I just said, kill her. What did you spend the money on? <laughs> you said kill her and jumped on I a plane. I said kill her and I put the phone down. No, <laughs> really? Yeah. Because that is, that is a bold, the thing is this, uh, the thing is this though, yeah, if you're really involved in crime, right? They just do it, innit? Oh, what was that? Do you not? Would there be that thing? Kill of, my mum. They do it. You're not talking without to me. calling you're it. Do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, or you're yeah. going to grab her and you're going to say, "Listen, smart ass, I've got your mum. Yeah, so you better yeah. come and bring the money for the watches back, and I'll give you your mum back." Yeah, don't worry, she'll be looked after. That's how it's going to be, yeah? yeah nice yeah. cup of tea. Yeah, but he didn't. He Once he thought he was brave balls, yeah, he was going to kill my mum, and I just didn't have it. And so I went and see one of my friends who probably Are you still mates with him? With the guy I sold no, the watches right. to. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, we, should, we should block him on Facebook, man. Did, yeah. did you at any point inform your mum that she was involved in this discussion? Do you know what? I actually read the... I, so, with my book coming out, I had to go and read some bits to my mum, right? Mum, just saying, no, I did yeah, use yeah, collateral. In yeah, deal. I kind of use this stuff. Like, You've got your own yeah. chapter, mum. Yeah. And like, so my sister your was obviously... You were heading up South East London's crime <laughs> gang, mum. You didn't know. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, But yeah, so what, um, was, what was the... Yeah, and just, that, that was, got, was you... it, really. I told her. She was fine with it. What was, how, did you, how did that uh, confrontation end with that guy? What, I mean, you obviously called his bluff. How does it then go from there? So he then, my mate then rings, he rings my phone again, yeah? So yeah. I'm at, by this time, I'm with my mate. Um, and my mate just answers the phone and tells him his name, yeah? And says, you better go and find out about me, yeah? Just go and ask around, you'll find out. And puts the phone down. And 10 minutes later, the guy rung back saying, look, man, I don't want no trouble, man. I'm just oh, in the middle. God. I'm really sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. So my mate just said to him, listen, you've got 24 hours to go and get the money. Otherwise, I'm going to kill your mum and put the phone down on him. And they paid. Was no, it Mother's no. Day or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We just used to cuss our mums. Yeah. Mum cusses. Oh, Julian was murder man. He would do. He would. He was. He was always cutting. He's always had that cutting thing about him. Yeah, no one wanted to mess with Julian. He was little, yeah, but his mouth was dangerous. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 I've got to edit this podcast, so I know that full well. That <laughs> signs I've got to edit out some horror show. That he's... Mm. Um, but yeah, so that was. I mean, it's it's mad to think. But so, what? How, how long did you? Obviously, you must. What was the turning point when you thought I should probably start binning this off? Um, I was. I went through. There was a couple of points that I went through. You know, I, I got once I'd got caught for we was doing a shopping centre up in Sheffield, um, just getting plasma screen TVs and stuff, right? And I got we got caught. They took the team down, and whilst in the in the cell. The police officer came down and said, uh, I've got a lady upstairs crying her eyes out. Uh, and I said, I haven't stolen no lady's identity. I'm a man. Like, I've only been using my men's stuff. She said, yeah, but you stole her dead dad's. And it's oh. just brought up all the memories. And that kind of was like the first realisation of, yeah, like, yeah, whoa, yeah. there's victims to this. Up until that point, I've only looked at IDs with my faces on it or the people that are working for me's faces yeah, on it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that gave me like a real kind of, because I'm just selfish at that point. I don't care about nothing else. I'm just worried about me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that really kind of triggered it. And then once I'd, I, I, I then 
got sentenced for that one. Jump, what, jump bow, went on the run as a fugitive for six years. Um, Where did you go? I stayed here in the UK. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, when you're good, good at making IDs. So uh, oh, shit. It, it was quite easy to, um, you know, I made like a, so I made a taxi badge, you know, like a black cab badge. <laughs> Right, sixties so on the run, just doing knowledge. Yeah, so exactly what I done. Yeah, so I, got, I made I made a black I made a black cabs badge and what they call a bill. Yeah, black cab drivers have to have a bill and it has yeah, like yeah. all like little bits of fiber in it. Yeah? yeah, so I cut up all little these little bits of fiber and glued them all to the paper properly. And I went and rented a black cab and went out picking up. No people, way. People off. Yeah, while well, I was on the run to fucking to, hell. To, that um, is... <laughs> yeah, to, uh, it's funny. funny. Yeah, Funny. but it was like a honest living, honest living. It was that guy in Greenwich years ago. I don't know if it's a myth or not, but someone stole a bus. Do you remember that? <laughs> and wow. they did the I bus route. In the book, Julian. They Stuart did the Stuart uh, Toll. Who was that? Right. Stuart Toll, it was. Yeah, that was it. And, yeah. and he stole a bus, but did the bus route on the stops and stuff. That's mental. Yeah, what I'm so a... glad you said it. You know, I'm so glad because like, you know when you're writing it, I'm like, did that really happen? Did that really yeah, happen? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like wow. Oh, is that in your book? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's in the book. Yeah, because Stuart yeah. was one of like my first idols that I looked at and was kind of like, you know, he was the next level up for me. Um, you know, around Greenwich, you know what it was like, Julian. It's kind of like there's different groups of kids all over the place, and they were just that level up where they were into proper naughty shit. Yeah. Um, and that just, that was, you know, not that I, I continued to do any naughty shit with them, just I'd done a few cars, nicked a few cars, because they they weren't really that naughty, really, in comparison to some of the other guys that I would then go and get around, you know, like, um, but yeah. So after six years on a run, mm. what happened then? Did you get caught? Yeah, I finally get caught in a petrol garage in Basildon, meeting one of my other mates. You were managing um, it at a time with a fake ID. <laughs> well, I actually get out job. and say to the copper, like, I give him the moody name and all that, yeah, and oh, I've been shit. smoking weed. I was stinking of weed, yeah. Ah. So, but he didn't even mention the weed. He just goes, there's two warrants out for that name. And just straight enough, oh, I thought, oh, no, nah, I'm got, like, um, yeah. And then what, what was the... What was the fall out of that charge so they then so i only ended up getting 12 months for that sentence so well because one of the guys that was in the conspiracy with us he got um he had uh, he tested for cancer and so the judge had gone lenient on him as he was the only one that showed up to court as well all the others of us we all jumped bow yeah all my other codes um so then a couple of years later, they caught one of my other codees and he got given two years, eight months. So the judge had set a precedent between giving one guy 18 months probation and one guy two years, eight months. And when I just got in the dock, I just told him, you know, my wife was pregnant at the time with my first daughter. I had three boys up until that point. And I just didn't want to miss that bonding period. You know, like when you, when you, you know now, yeah, so yeah. when you have a kid, you want to kind of, you you need that bonding period yeah, i didn't want to miss that it was really important I, and at that time i didn't know i was going to get 12 months otherwise i would never ever have run but once you run it then becomes really difficult to yeah, go and yeah. give yourself in and go oh, i'm gonna go away from my family now <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it becomes difficult right um yeah and, and so that was it i was caught cool. and then when in jail my wife come to visit me finally after three months um she finally started talking to me again oh, really? um she's holding my son's hand as she walks in and he was just crying oh, and um shit. i just said what's what's up with him and she said what the fuck do you think's up with him like, yeah, yeah what prison you know? were you in uh i was in doncaster oh fuck 
Yeah, so it's right up north as well. Um, it's funny, Joe, though. Like, there's some really good stories in there of the book, things that happened and all that, like, are hilarious. Um, we've done some really funny stuff in there because you just have to get on with it. But yeah, I knew yeah. that coming out, I, I knew that I didn't want to go back into that life. Um, and, you know, I, I also knew that I don't want to work in the supermarket. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to, you know, I, I, I'm just not that type of person. But I have a really good brain for figuring out how to attack a company or how to socially engineer someone to steal their identity. So maybe I thought there was something I could do and, you know, here I am today. <laughs> so yeah, you do like, you're basically, you, you do talks and stuff and you help the other side now, people to protect yeah, so themselves. I'm lucky I've got some really big clients, you know. But does that early... mean, does that mean you have to always stay on the sort of, yeah. You've got the latest trend, the latest thing. You've always got to be aware. Like, it's that thing of like, it's like you hung up your, your boots but then you've yeah. got to constantly train, even though you're not doing it. Yeah, like, and it takes, so, you know, I, most days of the week, I rob banks for a living. And, you know, I have my you own... say on here, <laughs> police yeah. will find out. Well, they can find out because we're legally allowed to do it. So nowadays, like, my, my business partner is the ex-head of fraud, ex-head of, uh, of terrorist financing for the Metropolitan Police. Yeah, yeah. And I've got, like, a guy who's worked in Hollywood as my business partner. He's worked in Hollywood for eight years as a top film editor, yeah? He's done 30 years in the BBC. Like, we've got masses of credibility, and then we bring hackers into the mix, along with a criminal mindset. And now the understanding of how data is, so from a kid being able to get those credit cards or go and do sponsorship forms and obtain people's information. Uh, shit, yeah. It gives us like a real powerful insight into what happens today, you know, and, and, and that makes us quite unique. Has it got easier or what is, is like, has the internet made it easier to nick money off people? Is it made it yeah. hard? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just intensified everything. You can, you know, you can steal money off people without them even knowing. I suppose, yeah, that is... And that's the, that, you know, people, most people won't even know that you stole money off them. They, 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 you know, I didn't really, just... I, yeah, I didn't, I'm, I once got uh, someone, I don't know, some my, my debit card or something got done and I didn't have a clue. I don't check my online bank for, I check it once a week or something. So yeah. it wasn't until I got a phone call from the bank saying, have you just bought £1,500 worth of books in Dubai? I was like, no, <laughs> I'm afraid I haven't. I, I don't think so. Let me look at the diary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was having a cup of tea in London this morning. <laughs> well, yeah, so like, it's a thing of, yeah, I suppose. I got done just before, at the beginning of <clears throat> lockdown one, I got done. It was only like about, it was about 600 quid. But uh, my bank was good though. They just put it back in my bank within like 24 hours and then investigated it. It was quite handy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was I mean, fucking yeah. annoying, man. But they've yeah, got they've changed now. What, they what the banks have? Oh, yeah, yeah, they have yeah, to yeah. do that now, what Julian said. They have to put the money back in and then investigate it, yeah? And then That's if it's nice. found to be... Yeah, they have to do that because what? it's just it was just becoming out of control. Do they have like a, a sort of... What's the, what's the word? Where, you know, they've got almost an allowance in mind, the banks, that they've put aside for the, the amount that's going to get nicked off their customers. Yeah. They've almost got a slush fund. All companies Well, do. it's just numbers, I guess, isn't it? It's not like 2%. it's just numbers on a computer to them, isn't it, really, I suppose? Yeah, it's 2%. They factor in 2% for losses. Oh, yeah. Is that what it is? Oh, do so, they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. So we all 2% average... doesn't sound a lot, but when you actually blow it up that to the real billion. amount of money. Well, yeah, they've exactly. probably got, yeah, they're billions and yeah. hundreds of billions. Well, I think last bank. year it cost 140 trillion globally fraud. Um, so Ooh. if you think that's well over the two percent yeah of losses that's just what's reported Fuck yeah we don't, what about what's not reported yeah like we're into mega figures um it's huge 
Fucking hell. It's, it's, it's the biggest industry in the world, isn't it? It's fraud. Making other people's Well, have you seen the thing today yeah. in the news about the PPE uh, scandal? The government, basically, there was like, you know, sort of at the start of lockdown, the government basically dished out all these contracts for people to sort out PPE and looking for vaccines and all that. And there was loads of just shady shit going down there. And people just, one bloke got $22 million or pounds as a go-between to sort out a contract with a PPE. And he's just a private bloke who's basically brokering a deal. And it, and wow. it turns out the PPE they got, most, like, most of it hasn't even been used. And it's basically just, I think there was such a gold rush of people going, right, the government are spitting out money to try and sort of find a way of navigating through this, this well, bounce back loans are going to be the one, aren't they? That's because what me and Julian talked about. We're going to find out. Yeah, I got a big really one. I got a big one, and I gave it back. I was like, <laughs> you've never said you haven't said you haven't told her. Oh, this, this, <laughs> I haven't said story. that. No, I got a hefty one, and I was like, I didn't want to, you know, write it off. Or I didn't want to pay it back, and I just thought I don't need to get into debt. Because so how is that going to work? Most of it, it was is so it came just so quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because I, I got a little one just as a little safety net for during lockdown. But like, it was so easy that it was like this is going to be. It's so many people are just going to have this and then yeah. default on it. You can default on it because it's, it's underwritten by the government. Yeah, and I think that's probably. I think they'll all probably end up turning into grants or something. I think they're going to have to because if you think of how many businesses once, because loads of business just go, yeah, I'll take the fifty grand, and they're just going to spend it. They've never had fifty grand in the business in their life, but they've inflated the figures massively to get a little Sunday market stall selling. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'll make fifty grand a week, mate. Yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, but that underpins yeah. the society that underpins the currency that underpins like you know how our whole economy um that's it that's what that's why i think sometimes like you know when you're talking about fraud like i think is i do think there's a difference but like morally between mm-hmm. nicking you know people that go in and fucking defraud an old lady telling her they're going to sort out a double glazing and suddenly they've run out mm. of all the money that's under her bed and shit like that's a totally Disgusting. different beast to yeah, ripping yeah. off a bank i don't care what anyone says you know yeah. are, that is a they are not on the same moral level you know so i yeah, do no, think definitely you know i think that's why yeah it's, it's almost in, like you're outsmarting the bank i mean it's the you're playing with the bank like they're doing that aren't they on their sort the of corporate level one is nicking yeah. like literal money off an individual and one is a system i think you're you're trying yeah, to just yeah. work out, but not that I'm saying I know how to, I'm not doing it because <laughs> I don't know how. I've not got the know how. I'm an idiot, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is. A, I do think there's people you can't hear yeah, when sometimes people just hear the word fraud and they think it's all the same, in it, but it ain't. I'm all right, bro. Yeah, like in, in Greenwich, because you get like the nice, the one way system, the, the the kind of upper class side of it, and then East Greenwich is kind of. Yeah. You know, around Dyson House and yeah, around there, in it like Glen. Yeah, or I wherever, talk about like... it in the talks. I say about it in the talks. I say like, for, unfortunately, for like the financial institutions around the world, I was born in the poor part. So you've got yeah, that yeah. kind of like in between and where you was, Julian. Obviously, you're right slap bang in the middle, really, just before you get to the really nice. It's just part. on the edge, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it it was like yeah, it was just on the edge near the um. Royal College yeah. and all that. Yeah, because I, 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 for a period when I was growing up, I lived in Croydon, just outside Croydon, and uh, we lived in a pub. My uncle owned a pub. Me and my parents moved in, and it was like it was, it was that exact idea of like it was on the corner, it was on a roundabout, and one side of it was Shrublands Estate, which is a rough estate, mm. and uh, and literally the other side of it was like nice sort of you know just middle class housing, 
and there was mm-hmm. two bars in the pub, uh, the public bar and the saloon bar. And it was almost like, you know, they people wouldn't even come in the other bar. They'd come in one door from Shrublands into the into the public bar and the other lot would come in the sort of middle class people would come in the saloon bar. And it was only like one couple from Shrublands who drink in the saloon bar. And it was just fucking like meeting of worlds. It was unbelievable. Like, it was like, you're talking a matter of mm. 50 meters and it was two different worlds. And on the one on the saloon side, there was loads of police officers lived on a row of houses over the road. Mm. So they'd all be in there and shrubbed, literally the other side of a wall in the public bar, there'd be people fucking hocking mm. stolen goods and stuff. Mm. But it was, ama- it, was ama- like, it was amazing to watch it. You forget, that's the thing with, I think London's got more probably than anywhere else in the world is you can have that. You can have a basically a posh area and one road comes and then you're in the in the rough bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. And I think like when you get the interaction between the kids and all that as well, like, you know, it's it's, it's quite it's just like what Julian said, you know, saying to Julian that smoking's good as a kid. <laughs> but you have to look at the social dilemma with that, right? So look at what my parents are doing and look at what his parents are doing, because that's where we all learn stuff from. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not, you know, everything that we do is learnt behaviour. Every single move that we make is all what we've learned to do. So as a kid saying that to Julian, I believe, because I see the adults around me smoking and it's not yeah, a problem yeah, yeah. to them, that I might smoke. In fact, it might be all right um, that I'm a bit naughty. Like, there's, also, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. also a class thing involved in that, like, you know, I think middle class people not even even middle class smokers as parents mm-hmm. i knew kids whose parents smoked who were middle like from quite nice middle class backgrounds who they, their, their parents were really strict on them not smoking mm. whereas i was from, from a family and like i knew loads of like mates from rough backgrounds and like our parents didn't really give a shit like if you got caught mm. smoking when you were 12 or 13 you didn't they didn't really they sort of expected it almost like so i do think there was a different thing of like you just realized you knew it was wrong probably like health wise but you just didn't think there was anything particularly wrong with starting that young well i think that the middle classes know don't they they've got the education to know that that's not good for you and we found out and we're we're addicted but we're not going to let that happen to our kids whereas the working classes don't find that information out because that's what all class is right yeah, if you look yeah, back yeah, to yeah. books and reading and what it was many years ago, it's it true. was who had knowledge and that's all it was. So if you know the stuff that could, if you hurt yourself, you could give yourself a rub from the, the grass that they'd made. You had that knowledge passed down, right? That's just, that's just what it is. And so that's why the internet's a great thing because we can learn so much stuff. And also, we can also learn so much bollocks as well. Exactly. As we've learned through <laughs> coronavirus. Um, yeah. No, what I was going to say was, so when you moved into like the other side of things, but mm. now, what when you like, what's your like, what would you if you had to like think of like to, to the layman to somebody like me or Julian? If you said to us, here's the things in your actual person or in your life you need to probably tighten up, so, like, so you don't mm. get done, what would be the main like top ones? So, I'd say the first thing that you should do is at home. We all have a have home. a gun under your pillow. Probably <laughs> a great. Baseball bat with nails sticking. You're only going to shoot your screen, and that could end up to a deflection of the bullet on yourself. So probably not a good idea. Huh? Um, and shooting down cables don't work. I've shoot. I've tried it. Um, <laughs> uh, you should change your password on your home router. Yeah. So if you think of your home router as your doorway, right? Yeah. You wouldn't just leave it open without locks, would you? 
That's with the correct. password that came with it, basically. Changing the crazy one that's always like little exactly. U, big X. Exactly. Yeah. So you can do this by just going to your laptop or your PC and just type yeah, in your yeah. IP address, bring up all your router information, and then just go to change password. Yeah. It's a very quick step. It will lock anyone out who's trying to get into your so, home. Because how easy is it for then somebody to bust into your router? Well, unless you're going online every time behind, I'm probably the only one out of us lot that's behind a VPN. Um, yeah, that is true. Right? So everyone can see who you are and where you are. Yeah. Right. I've got a VPN. I'm in my virtual private network, which means that no one can see me unless they're hacking me. And perhaps there's a chance they could break the VPN. But the, the likelihood of that happening while we're live is virtually they'd probably come up against a little bit of security and just move on because most people haven't got one they'd just try something that's easier wouldn't they exactly and it's all a numbers game it's not a person sitting there going like that it's a bit of kit that they've got it's out like a burglar's not going to burgle the most secure house he's going to burgle next door that's a bit easier isn't it exactly it's the same thing so you know they're, they're that's kind of a couple of things straight away and then your device you know this is a computer yeah yeah yeah, oh, I'm just flicking a bit now. <laughs> just make it invisible there. Yeah. Hey, this, <laughs> this is invisible. I, this is the iPhone 20. <laughs> that hey, that's better. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, if you go with one of these, this is a computer, right? Yeah. So unless you've got virus software on now, yeah. it's, it's vulnerable. Because every time you go out and connect to a mast, right, your IP yeah. address goes ping to that mast. Yeah. And it pings back to the phone. So now if I want to search for you, I can just look for all the IP addresses that are pinging at the tower at the top of Shooter's Hill there. Yeah. Hey, who have I got? Take all these IP addresses that are not hidden. Thank yeah. you. Let's have a little sift through. Yeah. Um, so you should definitely... Do a bit of have... Christmas shopping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what How to? What would you say? You should have a VPN on your phone at all times as well. You should definitely be on a VPN and have security on your phone. Every time you go on the internet, right? Yeah. Unless you have a VPN, it's like going outside naked. I also do that though. So <laughs> well, some people like the risk. <laughs> you know, I just like letting getting some air to my bits. But yeah. no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, all right. That's a VPNs every, on every device. Every device. As oh. soon as you're connecting to the internet, yeah, and then be aware of what people send you. So at the moment, for instance, you have loads of videos doing the rounds on Facebook that people just get sent to them, right? Yeah, yeah. and they'll just click a link. Like, they'll just click the video, press... Well, I can make that video have malware in it, and when you click it, I'm going to steal all the information that's in your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to yeah, steal yeah. all your mates' information and share it on your page, get all your mates to click it as well, right? It's just malware. Like, yeah. you have to be sure before you click on a link. That the and if they send 20,000 of those out, there's going to get a percentage that will click on it. Numbers yeah. game. Always yeah. going to be about numbers, yeah? Like, they're not, they don't care that they send 20,000. If they get one, yeah? Yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. day for them. 20,000 yeah, could be one hit on enter, couldn't it? Yeah. And basically, malware thing. is the thing that once it's on your computer, it can pick up on your passwords that you're putting into things. So, look, there's a lot of stuff going around at the moment where we hear people saying, I say stuff, and it comes up on my phone. Yes. Right? right? So that doesn't happen. I quite like that, though. doesn't happen, by the way, yeah? Oh, does it but not? It don't happen, because all it is, is that we all accept cookies, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we yeah. join Facebook, when we join Insta, when we join Zoom, and all these companies in the background share the data, they have, they sell it to each other, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they want to learn more about us. But the amazing thing about computers are, they can take all that data and just formulate it. 
Yeah, so now they've got an amazing and go, right, Cole, look, I'm going to target you with that. Julian, I'm yeah, going to yeah. target. I know Julian likes yellow covers. Yellow covers, yellow covers, yellow covers. <laughs> but because we talk about this stuff that we like, we instantly relate it to, oh my God, it's on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we forget that even if you're not searching for stuff, your friends and the people, the contacts in your phone, it's yes. all cookies. It all interacts to a big computer. It's not yeah, a little yeah. bloke working it out going, ah, oh, this, this, this happens in seconds. Uh, yeah, you know? I saw a funny thing about like, you know, uh, there's this weird hippie thing where hip, like there's a, there's this significance with the number 1111. Like hippies say like, it's a magical number. And there's like, so you always see people, sometimes you see like people that are like into horoscopes and shit online going, oh God, once again, I looked on my phone and it was 11-11. It means that like the gods are looking out for me. Somebody's it's going to happen once a day, well, isn't it? Said, yeah. uh, oh, what, you mean when you look at your phone that you look at eight hours a day, you might catch it at 11-11. It's like, yeah, yeah. we forget, so we always read A, a broken into, clock works once a well, day. Well, that's it. We, yeah. I think our nature is to read significance into coincidences because it makes it feel... Like we're, you know, we like patterns and exciting. And, and it's actually, it's absolutely impossible, of course, for your brain to remember everything exactly the way it happens. Yeah, you. definitely. So you add stuff to it naturally without even realizing it. That's right? why when there's like an accident and there's like three witnesses or ten, it's all different versions of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also why the police say I was standing by a lamppost because they're relating the stuff that's around them to give them the memory bits that tweak it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's training, isn't it? So yeah, so there, so it's more just what, so what, because, um, but you've got to accept cookies, haven't you, to join certain websites? You do, but I mean, so I'll go on and I'll go through the cookie policies and switch off the ones yeah. that I don't, I mean, it can take person in the world is Reddit, I think. Well, most people that understand what cookies are, because all cookies is, is malware. Yeah, do yeah. I, do I want to be targeted by Wish selling me a pair of knickers with a willy I want it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The yeah, answer I can't speak is no. One, but I would like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I don't need any more of those. That's for sure. <laughs> to add to my collection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, and 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 that's kind of what happens, and it's it's only going to get bigger, badder, stronger, faster. Yeah. You know, yeah like yeah. the more sites, because you know, there's so Instagram's getting old now. Facebook's getting old. YouTube's probably on the down now. Yeah. There's not as many people going to it for sure. Now. Um, TikTok's starting to be the next biggest oh, thing. I hate, I hate that place. Me too. I've never been on it. Never actually ever been on it at all. Um, but you know, the new generations that are coming through and us older generations are getting bored of it. Now we're kind of like, it's not as, as good as we is we've had to do it so much over lockdown that it's even it's more we want to get out and do other stuff so yeah, get in the think, real world isn't it yeah get in the real world I, you know people it's say that covid's gonna change the way society acts let's hope that might actually make us interact better with each other a few years in a few years from now yeah, maybe in a few years i think at the minute it's still just causing more fucking arguing in it this i find it every day you wake up there's a new argument about something between people but um well it's because we're all confused isn't it well, I think yeah, yeah. people have got more time on their hands. You can't you yeah. put mix boredom with like, you know, having you know, and nothing, and having nothing to do, and having people spend more time online all day. It's going to just create that sort of pot of everyone just digging each other out. So it's it's hard, but um, but yeah. So that's like, so yeah. So I'm just trying to work out a list. It's good for our listeners to learn. Get a VPN on your devices. So um, check the yeah. cookies. Or yeah, avoid the cookies as much as possible. Yeah, and I don't just go clicking on links, yeah, on videos. Yeah, uh, that is, I do. I think that is one I've, I've always been quite yeah. wary of. 
Yeah, I've actually been that trying to tax one really that was going around a few yeah. months ago. Well, there's one at the minute. A few who got busted. There was a, there's a comedian who got a phone call a few weeks ago, and she got done by a, a tax scam. Where it's basically with a HMRC, you're due a payment on your account. You know, you're overdue. You're going to get fined if you don't pay it today. And they had loads of information that sounded so legit. She ended up paying over the phone. Well, it's the Jimmy uh, thing as well, isn't it? So the, relatable, the, right? Oh so yeah, 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 yeah. Taxes, right? It's related. If I'm a criminal. What's the criminal case study that I can look at to target other same people? Oh, look, yeah, Jimmy Carr yeah. got done, look. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Look, 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 you just never know, and you just put yeah, them yeah. under fear. But I think that thing of, like, you know, I, I understand it. They, they basically threatened. They, they, they were saying, like, you know, this is already overdue. You're going to – it's either going to be a big fine or a court – you know, you're going to bailiffs at your house, essentially. Mm. And it's just that, that thing of they just constantly hit the fear until that person just pays on the like, on the phone. And I think the biggest yeah. thing, I mean, that would be like, I don't even, I don't know much about it, but I would say never pay over the phone for anything. Yeah, I never, unless, unless you, initiate, unless you've called yeah, unless, them. Unless you initiate the call, yeah. yeah unless you're yeah. not expecting the call or you initiate the call, then you definitely shouldn't be giving any information. Like out. your bank would never ring you and ask for your bank details, would they? And if no. they do put the phone down, yeah. But they do ask, yeah. they do ask you security questions though. And I think yeah, that's, why, that's one that sets people's alarm bells going because it does sound dodgy. They're going, um, like it's HSBC and all of a sudden they say like, can you provide what's your name, name and date of birth? And part of you does think this is, this could be dodgy, this. Like, I mean, no, no, no one ever looks at it from the bank's point of view though, right? But if you're a bank, you want to talk to your customers, right? Yeah, you want to tell them that look, fraud's happening, and you want to like, you want to, you want to talk, be able to talk them and guide them through. But for a bank, it's it's kind of nearly impossible now yeah, to get yeah, secure yeah. communications between their client and that person because we're all. But unfortunately, we've all got to have a suspicious mindset. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Time because that's the thing. I think that's why that's the sad thing. But it's also. I'm somebody who's like I try not to be cynical about anything. I'm trying I try and be as open as possible. But you and because I don't like cynicism, but mm. I do think you know in terms of like yeah, protecting your shit, you've got to just you've got to have you've got to be aware of the bad things in the world, haven't you? Like you wouldn't like let a nine year old girl walk home at midnight on her own, and it's no, the same. It's just the internet is like just accentuated how people can get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, uh, I always tell smart. people to always think of it as a window outside your house, yeah, that everyone's always looking into. Yeah. So wherever yeah. you are online, people can always see that. Be aware of what you're posting and how you're posting it and what you're putting out about yourself, you know? You're, yes. I always say that, um, what are some other ones? Your passwords are like your virginity. Never give them away to anyone. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, not unless it's that special person that you trust who's not going to yeah, just take yeah. advantage of that. Because should you, should you change? Password. Should you change your passwords regularly? Regularly, definitely. But See, also, that's one I think password people manager. just don't use a what password? Password manager. manager. Make sure that you go and get a, like a five or four and a half star rated password manager. Ah. No, I don't endorse any, but um, you should definitely get one because they definitely work. You know, and it's. It makes it a lot more harder for a hacker to crack a database that's protected massively. Yeah, yeah. And as long as you're storing those passwords in your manager, you can always get them. Um, yeah, yeah. Random words for passwords as well. Don't ever use anything that's familiar to yourself. Yeah. So, you know, looking around my room, mirror, door, telly. Yeah, yeah totally random. Yeah, oh. 1913. That's it. No relevance. A couple of me. passwords. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to have that as a password from now on. Then. 
<laughs> I mean, you can't be too careful. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I think that that would be one I reckon people are the most lazy about changing. Yeah. I know, you know, I, I'm guilty of it. I've got I change passwords quite regularly because I'm really bad at forgetting passwords. So I end up just by the nature of my own forgetfulness, have to, I have to change them. But uh, I think there's some people I know that wouldn't have changed their password in for Well, here's the thing, yeah. Years. If you think that personally it's a bad thing, yeah. There's uh, Equifax, who are, who are the world's biggest holder of personal information, uh, credit files, in fact, right? Yeah. One server in Argentina, yeah, didn't have the password changed. The password was password123. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. And they lost 140 million people's personal credit oh files just through that one mistake. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not just people that make mistakes, it's companies too, right? Yeah, yeah. That hacker thought it just struck gold oh with that yeah. password in. Yeah. Let's try <laughs> password yes! one, two, three. I bet he almost almost didn't even try it. You know? <laughs> Right like, now, nah, what's the guy's maiden name? Yeah. Look yeah. at all this shit. Yeah. Password one, two, three, and it just opens. He's like, Yeah, what the fuck? yeah I've just got the case, you know, the keys. That's a good dart work, wasn't it? At the uh, yeah, in the, <laughs> the, the, in the fraudster's farm. office. Yeah, but in, <laughs> you know, that probably cost them in excess of 50 million quid to sort out, right? Yeah. So it costs them money too, uh, and they get fined for it. They get massive fines for losing all that information. And but people will lose faith in them as well, won't they? And stuff. yeah, it damages their reputation. Use them or not, but you'll go with someone else, won't you? But you should never worry about that either. Yeah. So I, like, I'm actually going to start talking about this soon. I haven't spoke about this before, but I think it's really important that we all start to understand that getting hacked is going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you are. Doesn't matter how on the ball you are. I've been hacked. I'm seriously on the ball, yeah? But, of course, if someone sends me an email that, that I think is from someone I know, they've been hacked. That now yeah, leads yeah, me yeah. to get hacked, right? So yeah, if I yeah. then return this email to Julian saying, Julian, look, look at this. Yeah. Uh, I found this. It'd be really good for your podcast. Get this person on next week. Look at him. You're going to click the link. Yeah. You click yeah, the link. Yeah, Even yeah. if you click it in a week or two, you're going to click it, right? Once you click it, I've got you. And that's where all of us can be got and we shouldn't you know we shouldn't be be worried about it in that way because everyone's yeah. going to get got it's just how it is definitely there we go that's good so like i think we've got to wrap it up in a minute because i've got a, i've got to tell you what off. you can actually go and see if i you can go and check and see if your email address has been done yeah really I, yeah there's a website called have i been pwned pwned have I been pwned.com? It's like yeah. hacking. It's like a hacking word for them. But you just literally put your email address in and it will go red or green and tell you if you've been hacked or not. And, tell, and you can look and see what database it was found in and stuff like that. So and then change your passwords. Then change your passwords. So that would be like takeaway. The takeaway for our listeners, I would say, is that the two change the main your name things, and move. <laughs> just yeah. get offline, go live in the woods. Yeah. And uh, no, get off change, grid. Change your, yeah, change your passwords. Uh, make them obviously more difficult. I do think people are lazy with that. Get a VPN for your for your things, and so um, don't just yeah. click on links. Don't click on links. That's that's a good. That's easy, easily rememberable things. I think. Great stuff. Quickly, we've we got a few minutes left. So, you, what? So, you've actually written a book about all this? Yeah, I've written a book about the stuff that I've done and the stuff I do now. Yeah, uh, I've actually got um, 
my first um, I actually get the first pilot episode of my life story that's been done by BBC Studios USA oh, cool. uh, I get the draft script uh, I think in the next couple of weeks so who's, there's who's lots of stuff me? Uh, not sure yet, Julian. Uh, Danny, Robert. Danny DeVito's out. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Robert Danny Jr. You know yeah, I mean? when he was back on crack in the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So, but the book is a book out, or is it? Uh, the book comes out on the seventeenth of December. It's called The Big Con. Um, yeah, go buy it. Christmas, please. lovely Christmas reading, guys. Lovely Christmas reading. Put your feet up Christmas Day and read about fraud. That's it. Uh, but that's, that's cool. How long did it take you to write it? Took me. So I had a ghostwriter write part of it, and then it took me three months once the ghostwriter had given me his bit to fill in all the gaps. How does that work? You literally just sit with them and you tell them everything. They just make yeah. all the notes. Well, obviously they would probably record it now and listen. Back yeah, they record like... it and then type it all up into. Uh, to a manuscript and then you kind of read it all through of what what the stuff was i mean the first bit i got was terrible I had to, <laughs> I was like, oh my god like everyone's gonna hate me um, right. because he just missed out like loads of detailed bits you know they yeah, get yeah, more yeah, yeah. carried away with some of the, the exaggerating some of the other bits and not yes. really coming back to what I, I, i've got a I'm not about sensationalizing crime yeah it's not about no, that no, no. i do I, I do a lot of work not to do that um so it's about understanding it well i was gonna say that's definitely going to be that would be quite common i think from if somebody's telling a story that is about crime and they're looking at it from a perspective of this is me now i used to do this and i want to talk about the change and a writer's probably instinct is to make it fun and exciting like no let's get in turn it into fucking lock stock or something yeah exactly happens quite a lot with uh what what about some of the um (laughs) Guys, you used to sort of be with doing that. Have they kind of turned their back on you a bit, or are they? You're not naming them, I assume, obviously, but like. Yeah, no, I don't name anyone. Was um, there any? Was there any hassles with that side of it? There was a couple of little bits of hassle, um, but I was able to just kind of have conversations with people about stuff and just change bits that they didn't like or yeah yeah and we went through it kind of with a fuck because you've also got to keep it away so no one can find out who it is or when it happened yeah or, yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. a whole load of stuff that you have to do but um yeah there's 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 no names in it but everyone's happy with their bits in it yeah, of yeah, bits yeah. i wrote about it and just say it is what it is i've just kind of just tried to tell my life story really um, you're going to be sending them a nice signed copy for Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, nice signed. Click on this link Christmas. for the yeah. signed copy. <laughs> Links here. <laughs> um, cool. That was wicked, man. That was really interesting. Yeah, great. Good and, to talk uh, to you both. Yeah, nice one, Tony. Um, Good to yeah, see you, man. Good to see you I'm too, sure man. We'll uh, be glad yeah. to have those tips. Um, yeah, great. I look forward right. to coming and seeing you both when uh, all this lockdown stuff's over and you're doing a show somewhere. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, if man. Ever, if that ever happens, <laughs> the way yeah. things will end. Hopefully, December, we'll be back doing some gigs. I'm actually over. I think I'm doing up the creek in December, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah I think oh, I currently am. If it's safe, it actually opens. I think the... I've got my launch there on the night. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, it's cool. I mean, I think I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm there in December. Yeah, yeah, I've got my book launch there on the ninth. Oh, quality. Yeah, I'm, wow, there. I'm mad. I'm now on the 11th, the 11th and 12th. Oh, wow, that's mad. If I can get yeah. tickets, I'm going to come then, definitely. All right, cool, Good. man. Great stuff. All right, mate. Well, All right, take then. it easy. You take Good care, luck. guys. Good luck with the book. All right, thanks very much. Take care, Tony. See you, See you later. Soon. Bye, Julian. See you later, Cole. Bye, man. Bye. Bye. Bye.